<laughs> All right. Hello and welcome to the For You podcast. I'm your host, Mallory, and joining me is our other host. I'm Diana Rolfing. We are the team that talks about everything that we know nothing about. So. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, Diana, really fast, tell us just a quick snippet about you. What do you do? How do we know each other? Well, I work on staff at Green Tree. I actually work for Mallory. Um, yeah, right. I am administrative assistant uh, to the student department and the children's, and I'm also assistant to Tom Ricks, our pastor. So Mallory and I were working together for a while, and uh, I got roped into this today. <laughs> I love it. And Dan, tell me a little bit about your family. Okay. Um, I am a mom and a wife and a grandma. I have three grown sons who are all married, and I have two granddaughters. Oh, amazing. So Dan, you're a little anxious to come on the show. Well, my children... <laughs> are like real podcasters. <laughs> so <laughs> I have two sons who love to do podcasts. So um, yeah, they're going to laugh at me when they hear my amateur ways. <laughs> I don't think you need <laughs> to work podcast. <laughs> well, I'm, we are not real podcasters, so that just <laughs> okay. needs to be said. So the point is, right, we're going to talk a lot about things we know nothing about. Yeah. I'm a millennial. You are old. <laughs> Experienced. <laughs> um, we're excited. I'm sure I'm a boomer. Is that right? <laughs> I shows how old I am. I don't even know what I'm called. Golden boomer. You're oh. just the best. Cream of the crop. <laughs> Sage. Um, today we're really excited because we're going to be talking about Taylor Swift. Woo. She just dropped a brand new album. A total surprise. No one saw it coming. No like hype or any amp up leading to it. Yeah. Dana, how much of a T-Swift or a Swifty? Were you before listening to this album? Well, <laughs> not. Um, I know a little bit about Taylor Swift. I did watch the Netflix documentary about her life just because it was thought it was interesting. Okay, what did you think of it? I actually thought it was really depressing. Yes, and really sad. Like her life, they made her life sound like it was like really sad. So, and I'm sure it's lonely, but. Yeah, I, I watched it a while ago, but the two things I remember is that she felt sad a lot and felt really lonely, and I really felt sorry for her. Yes. So. And it was interesting, like, I feel like a celebrity who you kind of see some of their bigger life moments, yeah. it was interesting then to hear all the, like, emotion behind it and be like, oh my gosh, Kanye, like, destroyed her for a really significant amount of time. Yeah, yeah. And kind of like any, like, any insecure female, I am one of those, it was interesting to see, like, even those moments of, like, she thought people were booing her on stage. Yeah. Oh, I would have like, totally thought that. Oh my gosh! No, and I, I did see that live. I did see that. I am, I am like kind of an entertainment guru. I was gonna say, see, this is where like Diana actually knows things. I, I like, and I read People magazine. I have a subscription. And I get teased about that a lot by my children. So I like to like keep up with. I like pop pop culture. Yes, I do keep up with the times and stuff. So I did know. I did watch Kanye. What he did to Taylor Swift. So, and they just talk about that a lot in the documentary. I, I felt sorry for her by the end of it. Yeah. I mean, she is rich and blah, 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 but yeah. I felt sorry for her. Rich, beautiful. But yes, yeah. the pressure. They yeah. really, I think that yeah. was revealed. Okay, so you watch the documentary, but how much of her music? Oh, no. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I could, I could sing a little Shake It Off for you, but you know, <laughs> no, I don't. Will I know you. No. Sing a <laughs> so, no, I do not listen to Taylor Swift music. That's okay. not my genre. Okay. Remember, I'm old. So. Oh, no. Seasoned. Experience. Okay. No, seasoned. seasoned. I'm a seasoned. <laughs> sounds sounds more intense. Because okay. for me, so I'm just a, like a year or two younger than Taylor Swift. Yep. So yep. I'll say for me, like every time she would release an album, it was like pretty much right where I was. Sure. Emotionally. Yeah. Developmentally. Yeah. 
socially. Well, I don't know. She dated more boys than I ever have. So that's, anyways. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I can see how you can believe it. Yeah, I cannot relate to any of it, which is why I wouldn't listen to her music. So. Yeah. But it's right. Do you find yourself, like, is there any of it that, like, feels kind of reminiscent? Like, do you find yourself nostalgic when you listen to her music? Well, or? I mean, again, I haven't listened to a ton of it, but um, this album? No, but we'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> that has got opinions. No. <laughs> but, no, I mean, some of her other, I mean, her songs are all about her life. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, I've had plenty of struggles. I mean, you can always relate. When you're older, you can always relate to people because you remember when you were that age. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, some of it. Yeah, I can relate to breakups and being bullied and, you know, what I mean, not really, you know what I mean, just relationships with kids and what it's like to be a teenager and what it's like to be dating. I mean, I did all that. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that is something that I love about you because you're such a people person. And I think one of the things that as I get older, I'm like, oh, people are not going to understand because I grew up in such a different time and technology is so different. But it's interesting when there's like those human stories and experiences that we've lived that even though like technology is different, yeah. the fashion is different, yeah. like a breakup still hurts yeah. in the same way, whether it happened, you know, yeah. five minutes ago or, you know, 15 years ago. So sure. I remember moments when I was a lonely teenager and whatever. I mean, so yeah, I can relate. I mean, when I was watching the documentary, I re related to her somewhere along the line. So I don't listen to that much of her music. I did for this. I did my homework. Diana is, is a professional podcaster. She did research. I just showed up. <laughs> I did research and I have my paper notes. <laughs> I have electronic <laughs> No one told me to put them on Google Docs. So. <laughs> Google Docs. Right. It's okay. We, we'll, um, we'll find the next platform. We can, uh, we'll send TikToks to each other next time oh, well. about it. No, I was kidding. <laughs> I, did join, I did join TikTok. So. All the students are cringing now that I said we'd send them to each other. Anyways, <laughs> so let's talk about this album, Diana. Okay. Give me your first impression. If we have to. Boring. <laughs> okay, so I was in my pool, on a raft, relaxing. Love it. Turned it on Spotify, mm -hmm. and I fell asleep. Oh, <laughs> not a good sign. Not no, it was just, no, I, I don't mind mellow music. Yeah. It has its place. Um, not a big folk music fan, so that's part of the problem. Yeah. It was, and, and I know they announced it's called folklore. I know it's supposed to be folksy, but mm. it was more like... It was depressing. This is what I... See, I don't think it was really folk music. Because no. I love folk. And, like, yeah. that's maybe one of my genres I love. This, to me, felt like like ethereal pop or, like, atmospheric. Very ethereal. And yeah. it was, like, it was haunting, almost. Haunt Ooh, that's such a good word. Yeah. This, here, and this is actually... It, to me, it felt like a soundtrack. Like, oh, this is something to put in the background. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah. But I would say that the more I listen to it the more I realize, oh, these songs are distinct because my first time through, they all sounded the same. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, in, in just relaxing, the first time through, like just relaxing and listening to it, like I said, they all sort of like ran together and sort of sounded like the same to me. And I did seriously doze off. But, um, but when I went back and listened to them again and then pulled up the lyrics and actually really looked through the lyrics, I mean, they, they all have their unique. Yes, I just saw this stuff. Like yeah, I think what's hard is... Typically with Taylor, there's like a, like good lyrics, but also like really interesting sounds. And each song, like mm -hmm. there's like a genre or a, like a emotion that she's working through. And this one to me, it's like the real beauty is in the lyrics, but like tone wise, it all tone wise, just, it all blended together. Yes. I agree. Beauty in the lyrics. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, mm, no, for <laughs> lyrics. Oh, I don't know. See, this is when I feel old. <laughs> Sorry, like, she's moved from being, like, this teeny bopper person 
Until I, I mean, there's like some of her, she had some bad language. Yes. <laughs> Don't, that's not, I don't like that. Well, it's interesting. So I, it's not necessary. It's, it's just, just not necessary to me. It's a fascinating thing because I think what happens is I think two things. I think this is her first album where she has like explicit songs. Yeah. She's never had that before. Yeah. And I think there's this idea that growing up, you, in order to sound more grown up, you like mm-hmm. cuss or your vocabulary yeah. shifts. Yeah. And I'll say, like, even for myself, it's been tempting to be like, oh, maybe there are words that I should... Tr-. But, like, in all honesty, I just don't like it. Like, I, I like it's not, sounding... It's just not necessary. It's just not necessary. And I think it, there are ways to sound professional or engaged in a way that she wouldn't have to do that in order to keep well, up. Well, and the topic of her songs, I mean, she's talking about hard things in some of them. So it's not like she has, she has content in her lyrics. Yeah. So there's no need to use language. Yeah. And also her, her base is young kids. And that's so that as a, as a mom and a grandma and an older person, and it bothers me. It bothers me that she feels like she has to use bad language. And I know kids hear that and speak that way and blah, blah, blah. It's just not necessary. Yeah. It's, no, give, it's giving into culture when she doesn't have to. Like she can set whatever tone she wants. Yeah. And I, I think something I've liked about her for so long is that I think there's this idea of like, keeping this level of professional and like authenticity and this to me felt like she was giving up who like her authenticity in order to like sound authentic when really like Taylor Swift doesn't cuss like and maybe like maybe this is her trying to be authentic and cuss but it just didn't it felt weird coming out of her mouth even while she was singing it so sure no I agree I think you're right it was unnecessary yeah it wasn't because she could have she could have expressed her point of view without that but yeah, there's a lot of like background secret theories mm-hmm. about like what folklore means. When you heard that like t- like title of the album, well, and folklore to me is like telling tales of life, and that's what she does. So yeah, it didn't it didn't seem that far off to me. And there is a St. Louis shout out. I don't know if you picked up on that. I did, but did. socialite from St. Louis yep. mentioned yep. in the song. Yeah, so. yeah, yep. I didn't see that. And the word St. Louis, so we felt. Don't proud. really know who it was. I mean, I didn't know. Yeah, that. I didn't know uh, that person. I've been from St. Louis. And- I like tried to look it up, and um, it, let's see, what it's like a uh, Rebecca West Har- Harkness. Yes, yeah, um, but I don't know who that is. I mean, yeah, she was married to a Standard Oil heir, William Hale Harkness, and the two like purchased a mansion in Watch Hill, Rhode Island. So not even here in St. Louis. No. But they nicknamed it the Holiday House. How yes. delightful does that sound? Yeah. And then uh, T. Swift bought it for $17 million no, 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 no. in 2013. Guess you got to do something with your money, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's true. If you have that much, buy a nice house. Um, I wonder if she, yeah, haunted. I wonder. So anyways. So yeah, folklore. She's telling lots of different stories yep. throughout this album. You found it boring. I think it's the wrong tone. Here's the thing. I want this album to come out like in the fall. Hmm. Late July felt too soon for so me. So it's like a win- it's a wintry ish yes. feel. Yes, like sweater, like the yeah. name cardigan, yeah. right? You want to put on yeah. a cardigan. Yeah. No, that's a good point. But we won't hit fall until like not for a while. <laughs> Mid October, and yeah. so we have months to go of listening. And by the time that this album we're listening yeah. to in October, it'll be old news. Sure. And we'll be secretly yeah. hoping that Beyonce releases an album by then. Anyways, um, who are some of your music favorites, Diana? Oh, wow. You said you don't really listen to T Swift. But... Oh gosh, that's hard. Oh. This is going to be where we're going to edit this. No, I love it. <laughs> I'm putting her on the spot. Well, you know, I mean, I just like, I just like more oldies that you don't even, like before you were born. So I love Chicago. I love Earth, Wind, and Fire. You know, just, you know, old stuff. All right, students, this is your goal this week. You need to go listen to some of Diana's tracks 
Are they still relevant, or is she like, or Earth, Wind, and Fire? The song September. Everyone knows that. Oh yeah, that was like the theme song in college when we were getting ready for dances in our sorority house. We we jammed to September, and that has made a comeback. So everyone has heard of Earth, Wind, and Fire. Okay, so in your your sorority house, yes. What did, what was the dance move? Oh like, gosh, of that era, like there was no. I mean. There was not there was no real dance move. We just danced. I don't yeah, okay. know. Then later on is when all the like actual moves and the like the line dances and the names. Nothing. We didn't name our dances. We just danced. See, okay. So there was you didn't no. have a tic tac dance. To no, know. we did not have a tic tac dance. We didn't <laughs> have the macarena or all that junk. All that came way later. So. I love it. I well, love anyway. It. And to be honest, I listened to a lot of Christian music. Yeah. So I listen to Christian music a lot. So well, that's my genre right now. That's, I mean, and I think, right, like music and has this way of when we're listening to it, it really actually can impact like what we're thinking or how we're feeling. And so like for me, this, this album felt like the wrong tone for this season because. Because yeah. like, quarantine is depressing enough. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And so, but so right, like, so the nice thing about like music that like, uplifts you yeah. like Christian music right like you yeah. almost need those words of truth those reminders yeah. yep. like there's time and space for that and then honestly like what you're pouring in is what eventually leaks exactly. out so yep so during these last few months that's what I needed to pour into myself mm-hmm. so. definitely yeah. and if you're looking for a good recommendation Green Tree students GT students follow us on Instagram uh, we have some playlists posted um, that if you're looking for some good new tunes we update that from time to time so my okay. very, very favorite latest Chris Christian Ooh. song is The Blessing by Carrie Job. It's so good. Oh, I will have to add that to our playlist then. <laughs> so, Diana, you, in order to prepare for this conversation, yes. have done some research. Okay, well, I hit the jackpot on this topic you because guys. I have three grown sons, like I said before, and my middle son, Matthew, who's actually a doctor, lives in Boston. His best friend grew up with Taylor Swift. <laughs> We have insider knowledge, well, a connection of a connection. Okay, so so my interest in Taylor Swift actually peaked when Matt was in college because Matt met Doug in college, and when he told me that Matt that Doug grew up with Taylor Swift, of course he became a Swiftie, my son, my college son, and he and Doug listened to Taylor Swift music together because you know it was cool because he knew her. So um, I got to know Doug's mom um, when Matt got married and whatever. Our sons are best friends, so um, Doug's was the best man in Matt's wedding. So I decided I was going to reach out to Joan, my friend. And man, she gave me lots of good stories. Oh my gosh. Okay. It was so amazing. So, so my interest in Taylor Swift has definitely gone up a notch since I talked to Joan, just because of all the connections, which was fun. Um, and yeah, and then there was even some connections between Matt's friend Doug and some of her videos and stuff, which is kind of exciting. So, okay. So this is some of the stuff I learned. First of all, did you know that Taylor Swift's grandma was an opera singer? What? That's where she got her voice from. Oh, my god! Her maternal grandmother was an opera singer, and that's where Taylor got that. According to Joan, my source, that's where Taylor got her good voice from was her grandma, which is interesting. And her grandparents lived in Wyoming, Pennsylvania, which is where the Weidmans, our friends, are from. And Taylor lived in Wyoming just for a few years. Um, people, well... This family used to claim that they she grew up her all her whole life there, but she was she moved to Wyoming because they had really good schools there. And so when she was in middle school, she went to Wyoming schools because that's where they wanted her to go to school. And in eighth grade is when she left Wyoming and went to Nashville. Eighth grade, that's like really young. That's so young. I wonder if she was lonely and whatever. Yeah. 
so yeah, so, so, but they knew her. Okay, so Doug's mom, Joan, my friend, told me that she met Andrea Swift when they were both pregnant with Doug and Taylor. They were at a Christmas party together and they had matching maternity dresses on. Oh my gosh. And so they saw each other and started talking and got to be friends. And then they started, when the babies were born, they started a play group together. So Doug and Taylor are the same age. Wow. So and your they, source really knows. Oh yeah. Taylor. She's like friends with the mom. And they, oh okay. Gosh. So, and then Doug has a younger sister and Taylor has a younger brother and they were the same age. And so the four of them, like they went to all their birthday parties growing up. They went and hung out. The moms were friends, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Seriously. So. Yeah, so Joan had lots of things to tell. Some of them, she told me I wasn't allowed to repeat. <laughs> we will uh, we'll interrogate that later stories. for off the book. But, but she did say that, um, yeah, I mean, they had a pretty normal childhood because they just grew up like anybody else. I mean, it's when Taylor moved to Nashville that everything changed for her, obviously. <laughs> but I have to tell you some things I found. I was showing, oh. telling Mallory today. Okay, so Taylor's Christmas album from last year, there's a song on it called The Christmas Tree Farm. Love it. And the video footage in that video has a Christmas party in it. And there's a picture of Taylor sitting on Santa's lap that Joan Weidman sent me because she took it. Because what? there was a Santa at this Christmas party and Doug sat on Santa's lap and his sister and then Taylor and her little brother. The moms all took pictures of the kids sitting on Santa's lap. And part of the footage from that Christmas party is in that music video. I think we can show it to you here oh, now. Pretty awesome. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, so, and I was telling Mallory, so one of the songs on Taylor's album was called Seven, and it was talking about when she was yeah. seven years old, and I'm pretty sure that's about how old she was in that, in that picture. I, what? I know. I mean, she, you can totally see how that's Taylor. Like, oh, yeah. she looks, oh, yeah. she, she's yeah. one of those kids who looks still even like she does now as an adult. Yes. Oh my gosh. So, anyway, so that's pretty fun. That's amazing. So, they were at the, and then there was an, okay, so there was another story, uh, trying to remember what she told me about that Christmas party. That might've been all about that party. Um, but there was another music video and I don't remember which one it was. Um, the Doug and his friend were in <gasps> whatever video. And this is when they were older. must've been when they were like in middle school and Doug and his friend were in the video. Oh, I wish I would, I should have looked at which one it was, it, but, but okay. So then it was released. And when it was released, Doug was in college and Doug called Taylor and told Taylor that he wanted royalties oh, from the music video. Yeah, you gotta make that money. And she got really mad and she cut it out. <gasps> so he got what? cut out of the video. And they never released the video with him in it. Wow. Because she got mad. And that's when, and then she never spoke to him again after that. Oh my gosh. Uh, so big scandal. Okay, well, I'm gonna tell all my childhood friends now that if I'm in your video and you're famous, I didn't need royalties, but can we work out like a... <laughs> but according to Doug's mom, DVD? that was a really stupid thing Doug did. He was in college and he was stupid and didn't know yes! better. Yes! But she, it like severed their relationship with the oh. Swifts. Because she got mad at Doug. So anyway. Douglas. I know. <laughs> anyway, so those are, my, those are my two music video stories about Taylor Swift. That is amazing. You also have another amazing photo, I think. Okay. So someone. Joan, my friend Joan, also sent me a uh, newspaper clipping. Is that the one you're talking about? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's a newspaper we'll clipping of Andrea Swift, Taylor's mom, on a jet ski, which is amazing. And they had a house in a Stone Harbor, New Jersey, which is on, on the water. And they went there and spent the whole summers there. Taylor did with her mom and her brother, I think. I think her dad like, went back and forth. 
um, from wherever he was working, Pennsylvania or whatever. Um, and so they spent a lot of time on the water and um, the newspaper article basically says that they were out jet skiing and it was, it was like kind of choppy and the water was choppy and some, some little small boat kind of like crashed and washed up on shore somewhere and the people were stranded. And, and so Andrea Swift saved them on her jet ski. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I think Taylor was like 13 or something at this time. So she was like in middle school. And uh, the Weidmans weren't actually there that weekend when she did the big rescue, but it ended up in the newspaper. Why I'm missing, of course, because they're famous yeah. people that, you know, <laughs> why I'm missing capitalized on anything the Swifts did. <laughs> so, so, of course, Joan had the newspaper clipping of the, of the big jet ski rescue. And it shows, it's kind of like Andrea on her jet ski. So. Anyway. So. What's, like, what an amazing human. Like, you, your daughter is Taylor Swift, who's like a global superstar. Well, she wasn't famous yet. Oh, okay, that's true. They had not moved to Nashville yet. See, this is kind of fun. This is, so this is all like normal life before yeah. Nashville for Taylor. The folklore that made Taylor Swift who she is. Yeah. yeah. The, her humble beginnings. Because it's kind of a cute, like, there is like this endearing factor of like the Taylor Swift story, right? She grew up on this like Christmas tree farm in Pennsylvania. Apparently and, that's a little bit of a myth, but her grandparents yeah. had the Christmas tree farm, but whatever. Yeah, I guess I did yeah. not really grow up on a Christmas tree farm. <laughs> that was one thing Joan told me to make there too. That was a little mis some misinformation. It was close. There was a Christmas tree farm, but I'm pretty sure it belonged to her grandparents, but that's right. Look at that. Look at, see, you can, you can edit. <laughs> You're like, I love it. Do you another thing? Check my notes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, what can, what can you say? No, no. no. not a good No, she did say something. She wanted me to I make very think. clear about the Christmas tree farm. Whatever. That's hilarious. Oh. But it is, I mean, like, she comes from humble beginnings. Yeah, yeah. Is, like, and I think for a long time her image was like, I'm the every, yes. like, all-American girl. Yeah. Like, I'm, well, she was. And she was. I mean, like, yeah. But then to, I mean, bonkers, though, that she goes to Nashville in eighth grade. Like, yeah. moving in middle school is hard enough. Like, yeah. just new friend group, and then you're, like, going to go move, but also, like, have this, like, career. Yeah. And I heard, I mean, I, I, in the documentary, that's where I'm getting my information, yeah. she, like, went from, like, producer to producer until finally yeah. they, like, landed this one. Mm -hmm. I guess her family has some money to oh, begin yeah. with, right? Oh, yeah. Both her parents were, like, execs. So, yeah, they definitely had money to start with. Okay, because you even have a photo of their house, right? I do have a photo of their oh. house. Well, so my friend Joan, when I called her to ask her if she could just give me a few stories, just so I acted like I knew what I was talking about today, she was driving around, and she was like an, she was like not close to their neighborhood, but she went and started snapping pictures, and she sent me a picture of the grandparents' house, and then their house, where they, where they, rent, they rented this house just for a few years when oh. they brought Taylor to Wyoming Missing to go to middle school there, I think is what she said, so... They didn't own this, that house. But, oh, okay. Yeah, so she started staffing pictures of all this stuff around. I was like, thank you. Like, this is above and beyond. I was just calling for a little bit of scoop. And she's like, I'm driving around in her car, texting me pictures. So, anyway, so yeah, pretty fun. That's amazing. I mean, that'd be so fun. I mean, it would be like if you grew up with some famous... Or who's famous now? And you're like, wait a minute, let me show you. Like, well, yeah. I mean, and she had mostly nice things to say. I mean, she and Andrea were friends, and they raised their kids together, and were just like normal moms. Each had two kids, and yeah. I mean, things obviously shift later, I think. But see, I think that's so helpful because I think sometimes what happens, right, is like you see these superstars, and they don't feel like real people. And like, I think then you know when you have people who like, like all the comments and like the ways that people talk about them, and mm -hmm. even just like the ways that people are just like ah, oh, like and just. Yeah. rip on her and like tear apart like she is a real person like she yeah. comes from a family and yeah. like her mom has these friends and like it, it makes it like where it really grounds the person and like oh like she isn't just this like 
you know, indomitable force. Well, and I think the documentary really captured that well. I mean, it really made me feel sorry for her. Yeah. It was a very lonely life for her, for a lot, a lot, a lot of her growing up, teenager, high school, you know, would be college age for most people. Like, yeah. was not normal at all then. And it I went from being really normal to not being normal at all. Yeah. And I, I think she didn't know what to do with that. So definitely. And I mean, there's so much loneliness already in middle school and in high school in those yeah. years. Like, it's so hard enough to fig- like figure out how to fit in. And yeah. then yeah. I think that's what makes her a relatable voice because mm-hmm. I think she is in touch with like, I mean, yeah, she, I mean, her life looks so different than mine, but yeah, at the same time, like, oh, we both have been lonely or we both sure. wanted the boy to like yeah. us and yeah. they haven't. Yeah. Or yeah. Um, Absolutely. people are always like, Mallory, all your famous relationships. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, not really. Did you have a favorite song on the album? Mm. Oh, back to this. I didn't really like them very much. <laughs> oh, no. Did you? So I am a Bon Iver, Bon Iver. I, I never know how to say it. I called um, it Bon Iver. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, for years, called it Bon Iver. That's probably not But all, like, my, like, cool yeah. friends yeah, were yeah. Bon Iver. Okay, and bon so Iver. I don't, anyways. Okay. Yeah, you like that one? So I was partially Bon Well, yeah, I mean, just because bon it was different, you could actually tell it apart from all the other ones. Yes. No. What did I you s- like about that one? Well, okay, so I... Two things. One is he started off in his, like, low tone, mm-hmm. and usually yeah. he does a lot more, like, auto tone, like... He usually starts in, I guess, falsetto. I don't really know music. Oh, yeah. Um, So his felt like kind of uncut, more raw of his voice. And hers then was like a little higher than I feel like she normally comes. Mm. So it was interesting Mm. to hear. But it felt like a little more raw from both of them. Yeah, Haunting was such a good word, Diana, because I do feel like these songs are very like, oh, sad. Well, yeah. And I guess probably just like like you said, like the time period we're in right now, I like just don't need more sad. Yeah. So... Yeah, I agree with you. It was, I mean, obviously she wrote it all during quarantine and COVID and, and it, she decided to release it, but it, the timing for me, that's probably why I didn't like it. Yeah. That's why I thought it was boring because it just, I need something more uplifting and there was nothing uplifting to me. <laughs> but no, that song was definitely more interesting than the other ones with his, you know, with him in there too, but whatever. But yeah. So, and I, she didn't start. So like she wasn't the main vocalist yeah. at first. I was yeah. like that. Sharing the stage. Yeah. Sharing's scary. <laughs> um, did you have a, you they all sound the same too. Not really. No, I mean, no. I Do you have a favorite T Swift song? Like T. Well, T- I don't Swift know songs? enough songs of T Swift to yeah, tell you what my right. favorite is. That's maybe better. If you, you gave me a couple ideas, I might be able to tell you which one I like the best. But okay. I mean, I do like. I mean, one of the things that is I feel like is attractive about her, at least in her earlier days, where just everything was kind of just poppy and uplifting, and it was catchy. Like, yeah. Nothing catchy about these songs to me. Yeah. Like I've listened to them multiple times. I could not repeat. The tune. Like, yeah. No. Yep. So yep. I like songs that I can, that like stick with me. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, clearly she's making the most of her quarantine. Oh, yeah. Putting out a whole album. Yes. Working with very famous people. Yes. And bands. And, yes. Um, I do love her producer, Jack Altoff. His music is always some of my favorites, like from his own work that he does. And he was in Fun, if you know that band. No. Maybe not. We are young. Okay. Um, no worries. Um, this is also, I'm reaching the limits of my <laughs> music knowledge. So um, um, our friends who are young who actually know music, please feel free to edit and correct us where we are wrong. Um, did you have a final, did you have any fun final T-Swift facts that we should know? Ooh, I don't know. I think I've shared them all. I did think it was really interesting that her grandma was an opera singer. That, and they, that's where they think they got her good, heard she got her good voice from. But she did move around a lot when she was younger. Oh, um, and so I think probably by the time she got to Nashville, 
don't know. I think there was a, as much as they did a lot of family things and all the, you know, you see the Christmas tree farm and the Christmas parties and the little play groups she had with the friends that we know and all that. I do think she had a little bit of loneliness growing up as well, mm. because according to my friend, they moved around a lot and mm. they were, they never like stayed in the same place. And so uh, I don't know. I just, I just, you can, you can sense that in her, especially when I watch the documentary, but that there was just something kind of sad about her. So you can't ever judge someone who's famous and beautiful and successful and just assume that they're happy. That's, that's my take away Ooh, from that. that's so good. Because I'm not sure she is. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think in this season, especially in quarantine um, and COVID, I think a lot of us have had to do a lot more introspection and mm. maybe wrestle with some of these like deeper, darker emotions. And I think, right, often on our social media, we want to like portray what looks good or like this glamorous version of our lives. And I think this is a good like reality check for all of us. Like, you know what? That there are hard things in everyone's life. So these people who maybe you like look up to or you think like, wow, she, she has, she's living my dream life. Like she, you know, yep. travels cool places, has a London like apartment, like, has so much, like, she can buy $17 million yeah, yeah, homes, yeah. but she's by herself. She's by herself. <laughs> so, I mean, I do think she's a boyfriend now, though. That is true. But a Brit. So, we'll see. We'll yeah. see how long that lasts before she's writing songs about him. Right? There we go. <laughs> Which is also, like, that's kind of right. The other fun thing is, like, there's also always, like, oh, who is this? Uh, what's the ish that Taylor has <laughs> on exactly. these boys? Um, yeah. But, yes. Well, awesome. Well, Diana, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast this week. I hope it was... Um, fun for you. You tried something new, which I'm so proud of. I did try something new. Um, we are hopefully going to be doing this more often. Diana's so good because she's like comes in with research, and I can't wait. And she's like, Mallory, I just, I like, I'm not good at this. And like, you gave us so many interesting facts okay. and these photos. Well, like, I got, I got lucky this time. <laughs> <laughs> there are going to be a lot of Joan Weidmans in the future that, you that never, give me the dirt on whoever we're talking about. Let me tell you, I'm going to now, like, we're going to find treasure, tre like Diana's secret connections and <laughs> lives. Diana will be our like secret finder. Um, thank you so much for joining us. This has been the For You podcast. Like, subscribe, comment, leave us a review. That helps us get found by other friends who should have this content, this quality content. <laughs> you can also find us on our socials on Instagram and on TikTok at GT Students with a Z at the end. That's at GT Students with a Z at the end. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks. Bye. Bye.